Welcome to the Vacation Home Help Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping vacation rental owners self-manage their properties. Your hosts deliver short and sweet episodes with actionable advice, tips, and strategies to level up your hosting skills. Whether you are a complete beginner or have been in the vacation home rental business for a while, you are in the right place to get the tools you need to succeed. Here are your hosts, John Candelario and Tim Casey. Greetings to all of our listeners. It's great to be back with you today. John and I have a great topic to share with you. It's one that's confusing for me. So John's the expert here, and it's about paying taxes and getting the appropriate licenses for your vacation property. So John, you know, this one is confusing to me. There are so many different ways to think about this. Why don't you share with our listeners the expertise that you have around licensing and paying taxes? Sure. So let's talk lodging tax. I know it's not the most exciting subject for everyone, but everyone needs to pay taxes. The two truths is death and taxes, and this is one of them. So taxes. Every vacation rental owner, Airbnb host, needs to know about their lodging tax rate. So depending on where you're located, you have a different lodging tax rate. In Florida, I could speak to you have two separate taxes. You have one at the state level and one at the county level. Some places like New York and other cities, they even have it at the city level. Um, you need to know what your appropriate tax rate is because every government authority wants their cut of that gross booking revenue. So let's give an example. Um, there's a rental in Orlando. Um, let's say Kissimmee because that's a Disney market and it's a five bedroom rental. And it rented for 200 a night. Of that $200 a night, 7.5% needs to go back to the state of Florida and 6% needs to go to the county, right? It's your responsibility as a host to get your license, make sure that you're licensed at the county and state level, okay? And then it's your responsibility to remit lodging tax every month. So Airbnb and Verbo, some states, not all states, some states, they remit it automatically. That doesn't take you off the hook because a lot of hosts I've spoken to say, Airbnb's remitting the tax. I don't need to think about it. That's completely wrong. That's completely false. And it leads to lots of penalties, lots of interest, and lots of headache. They do remit to some states. It's your responsibility to go to Airbnb or Verbo, whatever your platform is, and see what those rules are for your state. So if they're remitting to the state, that's great. But then you need to know at the local level, whether that's county or city, if they're actually remitting that tax as well. In the case of Kissimmee and Osceola County in Florida, they do not. They do not remit the taxes to them. So you need to bake in an extra percent, in this case, 6% to your nightly rate to pay that tax. And the tax is on the gross. It's on your clean fees. It's on your pool heat fees. It's on anything you collect is taxed. You can't deduct anything from it. It's, it's on the gross. So you're not able to deduct your expenses. It's on the gross revenue. And you need to make sure that that's remitted monthly to your tax authority. Let's talk about some of the penalties, right? If at least hey, in John, Flo- Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. A couple of, couple of questions. So I think it may help our listeners. So you know this is a confusing topic for me. Mm-hmm. So let me review what I think I heard. And and you jump in and correct what I've got wrong. So let's use Kissimmee. That's a great example. So with Airbnb and Verbo, the 7.5% tax, 
tax to the state, they are going to send that to the state. But I still need to go in and file a zero tax return for that month, even though Verbo, Airbnb are submitting the state tax. On the county tax, I've got to pay that myself. And because Airbnb, Verbo aren't collecting that 6% in this case, I've got to add that 6% to my rate. Otherwise, the rate that I collect I'm going to be actually netting 6% less because I've got to pay the county tax. Is that a good way of thinking about it? It is. And I'm going to break this down into parts so it's less confusing and paraphrase you a little bit. So let's start with the state. Yes, you do need to sign up with the Department of Revenue or your state tax authority and file a return even though they're remitting it for you. Why? Because if you don't, you'll get a letter in the mail one day saying, hey, you're delinquent. We know you have an Airbnb. You haven't reported it. What's up? Right. So the first step would be to apply for your tax registration with your state. And then if you're exempt because Airbnb or Verbo is paying it directly, you make a note on that application saying Airbnb only or Verbo only. I actually spoke to someone from the Florida Department of Revenue and they specifically said to put a note saying Airbnb only on the application because that way they know it's an Airbnb and they'll just annotate the account and, and not give you issues. Um, Every state has a different process though, but you do want to make sure that you're saying to the state, hey, I'm doing a vacation rental, I'm properly licensed, and I'm only hosting through Airbnb, therefore they're remitting the tax for me, if that's in fact true. Two, at the county level, you do want to find out if they're actually collecting. It's super confusing for Osceola and a lot of other counties that don't have tax deals with Airbnb. Why? Because on the when you go to the booking amount, say a guest makes a booking and it breaks down their total itemized, it says occupancy tax, Osceola and, and Florida. So you're under the impression that they are collecting it. But if you back into the number with algebra, they're only collecting the state portion. So that's an error on the platform's part, but it's leading to so much confusion with hosts because if, if they're not careful, they're like, oh, they're taking care of it. Good. Then two years later, they found out they didn't do it. And then they're out a significant, like if your ROI is 15% and they're asking for six, I mean, you just reduce your ROI significantly. So it's important to get this right the first time um, to make sure you don't have that issue later. And why this is such a complicated subject is because every county, every city, every state is completely different. So what we're saying on this podcast is only applying to Osceola, right? If, If you want to know more about your specific city, state, or county, you know, just reach out to us directly. Um, because if you reach out to us, I could give you better guidance on what your tax rate should be. But every single city, state, and county has different rules. You can't just assume off of what someone told you because it may be wrong and it could leave you open to many penalties, lots of interest, and you want to get this right the first time. Does that make sense, Tim? Yeah. So, John, if we recap for our listeners, I think you know, step one is make the phone call, talk to your state, talk to your county, your city if necessary, find out what the uh, the process is and the tax rate is for your vacation rental. Get a firm understanding of what you have to do and then make part of your monthly routine paying your taxes. You don't want to get behind on those. You don't want to start paying penalties. So just make it part of your monthly routine. I've got it on my calendar. The second of every month, I go in and submit my state and my local taxes. I get the receipts. I submit them to my bookkeeper so they're part of my bookkeeping and we're good to go. 
But the front end is where you've got to do the research and be prepared so that when you start renting, you've got um, good tax practices behind you. Absolutely. And I, I do want to just touch on like why you, if you're not sure, you shouldn't do this yourself. If you're sure and you understand, then you can do this yourself. But if you're not 100% sure, here's some of the pitfalls. Um, you might forget to renew your registrations, big penalties, right? If you pay a day late, you have a penalty. So there, the penalties are pretty expensive. And if you're not 100% sure you're going to do it the right way, it's best to get a pro to do it. Our company actually offers this service for $25 a month. It's really inexpensive. And most people would rather pay to have a professional do it than the, the penalties that come when we forget. So I do advise you, like, you know, understand the process, understand what your obligations are, understand what it takes to report. But if you're just too busy or you just want someone else to handle it, I consider that the smartest option just to avoid the liability and penalties that come with being late. Does that make sense? It does. And John, how about licenses? How do you find out what licenses you need and where to display them? Can you talk the listeners through licensing? So this is different state by state, county by county, city by city, right? But it's just, it's the same. You need to discover what you need first. And in Florida, that's a lodging license with the state. So the Department of Business and Professional Regulation requires that you have a lodging license with the state that fees about $220 to $270 as of right now. Um, and it's a simple process. You apply, you may need a balcony inspection um, if you have a place over three stories. But once you apply and you issue that license, then you will apply for your license at the county level. They want a copy of the state license. Um, and you do a, what's called a local business tax receipt for short-term rental. And that's your license at the county level. And it costs anywhere from $30 to $50. And that needs to be renewed. Um, there's different periods of renewal, but that does need to be renewed just like the state license. Um, and once you have both the county license, the state license, and if needed, the city license, you want to put that in a picture frame, print it out somewhere near the front door of your house. Um, there's a lot of cool ways you could display it, but legally it needs to be displayed there so people know that you're in compliance. Um, and you definitely need to watch for the renewal periods. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think uh, many of our listeners, this may be a new topic to some. I know it's confusing. It was confusing for me. If you do need support, please reach out. We do provide that support and we do it for a very nominal fee to support our listeners. So uh, please take advantage of that. If it's confusing to you, just don't get behind on your taxes. That's the last thing you want to do. And hopefully this information has been helpful. Uh, I think we'll certainly do some follow-up podcasts on this topic down the road, but uh, certainly a good introduction to licensing and taxes, John. Thanks, Tim. And please rate, review, and subscribe. And in the show notes, uh, we'll include a way you can contact us if you need further information. So y'all take care. Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Visit vacationhomehelp.com and click podcast for more resources on today's topic and more episodes that will help you level up your hosting skills. Let's get social. Connect with us today by joining our growing community of motivated owners at facebook.com slash groups slash vacation home help. As a member, you will have access to sneak peeks and exclusive free resources. You can also connect with other owners with shared interests, learn from each other, the community, and from shared experiences. Again, thank you for supporting us. Until next time, take care.